Softcore History with Greg Reasoner. So we start in ancient Rome. <laughs> the founding of Londinium. Have you heard of Hadrian's Wall? No. Yes, you. Hadrian's Wall is the furthest part of the Roman Empire where they constructed the wall to keep the barbarians out. And uh, in fact, it's still there now. And it was it served as the inspiration for the wall in Game of Thrones. You are <laughs> so excited. You get so a, excited. You get a pantomime apple. Wow. There you go. I'm allergic to apples. Can I have a pantomime banana? It can't be that bad. Oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Do your best Scottish accent. Scottish accent. Oh, Scottish. Mary Poppins. Hello. 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 It's so great to be here in Scotland, eh? Wow. That's like not a Scottish accent. No, it's not. It's Australian. That's right, mate. It's Australian, mate. Oh, what's the difference between... Oh, no, the English. No, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Do that sound some more? No, no, no. <laughs> the single most annoying sound you've ever made in, like, repetition. No, 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 no. You're like a child who didn't get ice cream. No, no, no. I do, eh? I want some Nando's. I think it's Scotland. This is for the Scots! Oh, for Scotland! William Wallace! Okay, it's like, it's like there's a bit of something there in the, in the back of the mouth. Everybody's tongue's uh, too big. Is that? Huge tongues. Huge. Can you say a sentence in a Scottish accent so uh, that I could. A sentence, a sentence in Scottish accent? Yeah. Scotland. Can you Scotland. say uh, Robert the Bruce? Robert is the Bruce. King? Robert the Bruce. Robert the Bruce is our king. Wow. For white people, they'd roll their eyes really good. Can't really. It's all the Spanish roots. Wow. You should be an etymologist, a, a speech therapist. Mm -hmm. That's the first time I've ever done this. And wow. you're doing a great job. Thanks. What next? Um, can you tell, teach us an Irish accent? An Irish accent? Oi. What's the difference between an Irish accent and a Scottish accent? There's a bit more dancing to the Irish accent. Yeah, why do you say I, the eyes are like always? Yeah. And it floats higher. And then they're always drunk in Ireland. Or at least the character that I do when I'm Irish does. It's a higher. Mm. And then Scottish, who are you Sp like? Scottish, Scottish is down here. Scottish, I bring it down here. Yeah. Wow. I'm a bit more brutal. What do you guys think Brutish. of Chris Pine's Scottish accent? Is this? Chris Pine American? He is. He is. Yes. Incredible. Okay, for being an American, emulating because, a Scottish accent? Because I thought for like a brief minute, I He's was like... finally getting to be himself. Yeah. Could this be Chris Pine's real... It's like when you when we saw Pierce Brosnan do his Irish accent yes. in, in The Foreigner. Oh, what did you guys think of The Foreigner? Loved it. I, I really... That's my favorite Liam Neeson movie. We just... We just... Re <laughs> It's basically that, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically that, but well, Jackie Chan. Neeson was Chinese. Was Chris Pine's accent, it was okay? It was good? I was Scottish fine accent? with it. Here's the thing. I know that that was one of the big uh, criticisms I remember hearing about the movie was his accent. Was mm -hmm. Chris Pine's accent wasn't good. Robert the Bruce probably spoke French. And, and he did in this movie, too. Yeah. Which is cool. The, Normans, the Normans were like French vikings mm -hmm. in ancestry and i really liked aaron taylor johnson's scottish accent because he's an english actor i believe who did he play he played uh douglas oh he was douglas yes oh and he was so fantastic. Good. right he was douglas he was douglas but now now i don't know if he's american or not i don't know if any of these people are american i think he's english well nonetheless i think that this movie didn't so get so many superhero love. roles 
because no, he's it's English. because <laughs> it's because his wife is like three times his age and won't let him do it. She's also his manager, and she's like fucking him over. Is she really his manager yes. too? Yeah, I know that they're. Yeah, that's a uh, pretty interesting to me. It's crazy that he has the range to be able to play this American high school kid and kick ass. Mm-hmm. And he does it very well and can also do uh, Maximoff, Quicksilver in the MCU. Sokovia. So good. I'm from Sokovia. And he's so cool and he's so good looking and it's very upsetting. And like it was, he was so unrecognizable here. It took me a while because he had so much facial hair and he was all over the place. I heard Ben Foster was also up for the role. This is Chris Pine and the director, uh, his name is David McKenzie. Mm-hmm. He's also the director from Hell or High Water. And so that was, they had made that movie and then he wanted to make this one. He's like, I'll bring Chris Pine and, and Ben Foster back together again. And then Ben Foster was like, I'm busy. I love Ben Foster. What is Ben Foster from? He is like the bad guy brother in everything. Did, uh, did you ever see 30 Days of Night? Did you ever yes. see the Mechanic remake? No. Oh. Did you ever this see one. Hostage? Oh, I know him. Okay. Did you ever see Hell or High Water? Wait, Ben Foster's the guy that played Angus in this? No, he no, was no. he was up for the role of Douglas. Okay. And did I read something about the real not to get too hoody heady hoody 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 but there was an actual dinner called the Black Dinner where they invited a bunch of Scottish lords in and then they killed them all at that dinner. We can and we can that get real hoody 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 hoody. Yeah, listeners, I brought stuff. Wow. <laughs> Hop on YouTube. Greg Reasoner is uh, here, and he brought some books to back up the historical context behind this movie. You brought this movie to us, and I it's we don't really do a bunch of medieval war films on this podcast. What about like historical yes. movies? Nothing based on like history. And so like I'm history and geography are probably two of my worst subjects. Really? Yeah. So I th- thank God that this movie had like a. Uh, some it did a little Star Wars thing, uh, Star Wars crawl at the beginning. Yeah, it was like in 1305. Aaron Taylor Johnson is British. British. Look okay, at that. There we go. Adam Driver also would have been an interesting Douglas. I could see that. I could see that. Except he would have been like Douglas. <laughs> you would have said it like that. He would have been a very like because he's really tall and kind of scary looking when he swings a sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, since we're here with Adam Driver, this movie's better than Last Duel. And I, I haven't need to see seen that. that. I haven't seen yeah. that one. You know what? But if, hey, if you say it, I believe you. But yes, the Red Wedding was based off of the Douglas family getting murdered at a dinner. That's what I was trying and to say. That's why he's so fucking pissed off. His but not, land was but not, taken. Not our Douglas. Not James. Mm. Like his son's sons. Yeah, son. it's like his grandson's family. Oh, later on, yeah. his entire family gets killed. Yeah. So again, his family is just fucked, robbed of their just, land, yeah. killed. Jeez, man, what a poor guy. Yes. I have a question for you... the professor. Do the Scots ever win? Kind of. <laughs> what does that mean? That's so ambiguous. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I mean, eventually, James the Sixth, King of the Scots, becomes James the First, King of England, uh-huh. mm. and brings England and that's Scotland right. together. And that's when we get the the blue. Um, English flag. Mm-hmm. Nice. It does say that at the end of this movie, right? Yeah, so the English flag is a white flag with a red cross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the Scottish flag is a blue, with is the blue white. field with the white X. And now that's why we have both of those colors. And then the Union Jack has that. And then it also has the red X on there. That's for Ireland. 
Wow. Ireland's flag is a white field with a red X. Look, let's just, we've already gotten into it because there's so much I want to talk about in this film. So let's welcome the baddies. Hello, baddies, hello, hello. welcome to another episode of ICBTB Podcast, also known as It, it Can't, Can't Be, Be That, that bad. bad. New listeners, if you are just tuning in and you're like, what's this jazz about? Uh, it's We are a podcast that defends critically underrated films. And today, Greg Reasoner is our guest. <laughs> hello. Watch all of his episodes that he's guested on prior to this episode because they're all fantastic and wacky and we love you so much and thanks it's always fun talking movies with you because you are a big connoisseur you're a fucking goob (laughs) (laughs) i'm a fucking goob well what's very interesting about you and i'm this compliment has been thrown toward you multiple times is the fact that not only do you know enough about movies and literature that is trending today but you know the context around those movies and literature like and you know you that gets thrown around yeah i mean like i haven't heard that sage said that to you (laughs) weeks ago and uh the fact that you were you were watching a pirate movie from the 1940s the other day yeah or you know pirate books from the 30s and like 20s and stuff like that like it doesn't have to be of this decade, like that stuff, and the, look at you—you you brought books to back up the information for this movie that is based on. Because we would have asked history. you what your sources are. These are my sources. That's what we do in this podcast. For those <laughs> we, of you who are just listening, we are only about the truth. I cite my sources. Mm-hmm. Everything I we say is factual. Never lie, and everything that I know is peer reviewed <laughs> and, <laughs> and peer studied. Yes, it's 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 true. And that's all, that's all we do here at ICBTB. We so. also wrote it on a pier. Mm-hmm. And, and Piers Brosnan <laughs> is in the closet. <laughs> what? Right Come now. Come on out. <laughs> all right. Greg, tell the listeners, tell the baddies what movie we watched for today's episode. Baddies, we watched Outlaw King. Boom. Check it out on Netflix. It's a 2018 film. And uh, let's jump into the nitty gritty. So do you that- want to do it? Do I want to do it? No. Nah, do you want to do it? Come I'm okay. On. I want to sip on my Gatorade. Do you guys Gatorade. want some historical background stuff, or do you want to do the nitty gritty first? Nitty gritty first, so people can turn it off after that. Cool. <laughs> hey, that's the only part that people listen to. Uh, that's all I listen to. Get get the stats. We was, <laughs> got it. <laughs> got it from this weird. What, what year movie. did it come out? Cool. <laughs> all right. What did it get on Rotten Tomatoes? Fine. And who is it starring? I'm so Dope. glad I know how much matchstick men make before I go to sleep. <laughs> Uh, Outlaw King was rated R and was released in the year 2018. It has a runtime of two hours and 17 minutes, and it feels like it. It has... <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa. whoa. I, know, I don't mean that in a bad way, but this movie does take its time. Like, it, it is not doing the, like, quick cuts or, like, the back and forths and conversations. Like, there is some nice establishing, you know, I long love shot. that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not, like, but, it, you know... Even the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, with a in a world where we see so many, like, up-close shaky cam fights... You really see the fight choreography. Yeah, it's really good. It's impressive. I and I'm, I like to over scrutinize war choreography because, and I've said this on the past episode, and all, like ever since Lord of the Rings, I'm just like all about it. So now mm-hmm. I'm like always going to scene selection of like DVD. I'm going to scene selection of Troy, and I'm watching like the big ass battle with the guy at the hammer and all that stuff, and Hector, Ajax. Yeah, Ajax, and I'm watching. I'm watching shit like that, and so seeing it here, it's not shaky enough. Where I'm like, ooh. Died right there. And who's who? You can tell who's who. who. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Okay. Okay, guys. (laughs) Before we start making fun of me, continue with the nitty gritty. Uh, It has a rating of 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, a 62% on the Rotten Tomatoes, and a 3.2 out of 5 from Letterboxd. Mm. Uh, But what about Google? Gentlemen? 85%. 
I was just thinking that. Mm, well, that makes sense. You're both wrong. What? Yeah, it's a surprise, <laughs> all right. Eighty percent. Oh, all right, I'm cool with that. That's, okay. that's that's nice. Synapses coming at you. Right at you. After being crowned King of Scotland, legendary warrior Robert the Bruce is forced into exile by the English and leads a band of outlaws to help him reclaim the throne of Scotland. Nice. Uh, it had a budget of $120 million. Looks like it. Uh, it. I mean, the costumes alone all looked, I mean... Authentic. Yeah. I, no, I don't... but I didn't see a single kilt. No, not no one. he did. He was wearing like a long No, they didn't shirt. have kilts back then. Oh, he had like a long shirt that looked kind of kilty. So like just... in Braveheart where they have pajamas. kilts everywhere. Braveheart? still good though. Wait, did the kilts not exist at that time when Braveheart... No, had... no, 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 no. They didn't do any peer-reviewed research? They Also, they didn't call people your majesty back then. Ah, uh, so they're just like, well, I think Mel just wanted it to. I think Mel just wanted it to be Scottish AF. It and was. it's a good thing they had that Australian man lead the track, lead the pack into that battle. <laughs> William Wallace is in this movie for a short amount of time, and by short amount of time, parts, I mean parts not just part of him. So you guys saw his arm. Mm-hmm. Did you see his head? No. Yes. It was on the pike on the London Bridge. Yep. No, that was Wallace's head. Yep. Historically accurate. Yeah. Insane. So in that scene at the end of Braveheart, when he's like, freedom, mm-hmm. and then they, they kill him. They chop him up into pieces, and they post him in different corners of the country, uh, and then they put his head on a pike outside of uh, London Bridge. Just so Westminster Abbey. Just like, so the king can be like, that guy, that got, guy him. got him. Yeah. Wow. They tried to do the same thing with uh, Blackbeard's head. They said they cut his head off and tied it to the front of the ship, and his body swam around the ship three times before it sank. I have heard this legend before. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how much the movie made because my computer's being really weird and slow right now. It's okay. We'll come back to the budget later. We don't Alan have to. Boo, how much did it make? Greg, do you want to get into the historical context uh, or what whatever you were going to say sure, prior to starting? Sure. Yeah, a little historical backup. Yeah, uh, that'd be nice to set the scene for the movie. Softcore history. So we start in ancient Rome. <laughs> oh, the founding of that. Londinium. Julius Caesar, not yet emperor. He's like, I, I really need to uh, do, accomplish something so that people will go like, wow, that guy's such a badass. He goes and he crosses the uh, what we now call the English Channel. Back then it was Oceanus, hmm. the god of the ocean. It's beyond, beyond Poseidon. Poseidon they know, but Oceanus, they don't. Rough waters. They know that there's a land to the north. It's on the edge of the world. They call it Britannia. Mm. And it's Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And so he goes there. He, you know, sort of, I'm taking broad steps. Real, These are real broad steps. Really mushing up the history. It sounds like it happened in about a week. <laughs> it happened in about a week. Goes there, picks a little fight. It's fine. In the year, I want to say 80, 88. So in the 80s, but like the actual the original 80s. 80s. <laughs> like 88 CE. That is when I believe Rome conquered Southern Britain. Yes. And they set up camp there for three or 400 years, longer than the United States. And, and they set up little towns with like literal grid cities mm-hmm. and, and whatnot, heated floors. It was like you were in Rome, up in Britain. The, uh, the Western Roman Empire falls. Britain feels it. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they don't know how to fix the plumbing up there anymore. They don't know how to... <laughs> how do you do this shit? Uh, all make the plumbers the... were Italian. What happened to the yeah, heated floors? Yeah, I don't know how to eat the floor anymore. <laughs> Where's the pizza guy? Uh, all of their imports, they stop getting their, their shipments. No more silk. No more incense. The coins stop having value. They become they start to barter more. 
and eventually other cultures sort of learn about this and then they invade. We've got the Picts from the north that come basically from Scotland. These were the tribal people that like wore like blue face paint and stuff like in Braveheart. It's based off of the uh, Pictish people. Okay. So and there's accuracy there. Merlin and King Arthur. Yes. Actually, yeah. He was the the Wodes, I think they called them. Yeah. Kind of like the Picts. Yeah. And then they had the Scoti, who are the Irish. Mm-hmm. That's where we get the name Scotland from because the Irish were called the Scoti and the Scoti set up camp in in the north, and then it became like the land of the Scots, Scotland, mm-hmm. Scotland. Mm. Whoa! And then in England, like, the land of the Ings. Well, close. That's when you <laughs> got the. Uh, that's when you got from like Germany. The Saxons mm. came from the south, and so you had these Romano-British that were being assaulted from the from the north, from the west, from the south, uh, and they had nowhere to go. All these little, like you know, people living at Hadrian's Wall. Have you mm-hmm. heard of Hadrian's Wall? No. Yes, you. Hadrian's Wall is the furthest part of the Roman Empire where they constructed the wall to keep the barbarians out, and uh, in fact, it's still there now. And it was it served as the inspiration for the wall in Game of Thrones. You are <laughs> so correct. excited. You get, so excited. You get a pantomime apple. Wow, there you go. I'm allergic to apples. Can I have a pantomime banana? Oh, that's a block. <laughs> oh, he still accepted it as an apple. Oh, though. it's a no, but he didn't. He didn't catch it and go. This is a fish, you idiot. <laughs> I, I hate donkeys. This was a car, <laughs> a full size car. I'm a giant. Wow. Anywho, Hadrian's Wall. Hadrian's Wall. So those things all start to fall by the wayside, and the people now are looking to the the leftover generals or the the you know the sons of the sons of of people who were roman generals for like protection mm-hmm. from this these invaders this is when king arthur came up right and this is where we get the legend of king arthur yeah wow it's if king arthur was real it's believed that he was one of these people one of these descendants of the romano british and so this is important for the story the legend <laughs> of king arthur after this happens Almost every single English king believes like, oh, I'm I'm the next King Arthur. I'm the next King Arthur. I'm the next King Arthur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we fast forward and now we're in the the eleven the late eleven hundreds. King Richard of uh, Robin Hood fr- fame. Mm-hmm. You I know, know that name. He's doing his thing. He is attacking the small castle, takes an arrow into his shoulder and stuff, and he's about to die. Before this, he didn't have any um like real kids he just had had bastards (laughs) oh shit (laughs) sorry just slept around and just had legitimate he didn't have any legitimate children he just had the fun ones and so he made his his brother's son his heir the richard had he he had three younger or two younger brothers jeffrey and john john is the evil prince john from robin hood yeah so jeffrey's jeffrey dies but jeffrey's son arthur becomes richard's heir okay and so Richard is dying. John comes to visit. And then when Richard dies, John goes, oh, by the way, he said I'm the heir now, not not Arthur. What? And you had people across France and England who were like, but Arthur was going to be the next King Arthur. It's in his name. Mm-hmm. And it was so simple back then. They would think like, just because it's his name. There's no way it's a coincidence. You know, everyone should have just named their kids Arthur then. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm the name. I'm, I'm Arthur. I'm Arthur. I'm Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> but so you have like this, this big like civil war because at the time the Angevin empire, that's, that's the, the Plantagenet empire. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Which which Richard and John were part of. They owned more of France than the King of France did, 
And so you've got the civil war in France between the people who support Arthur and those who support John. Uh, eventually, John captures Arthur. Um, Is this the Hundred Years' War? Not yet. Okay. But we're getting there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Jesus Christ, there's so much. Eventually, uh, John captures Arthur. And there's a legend that, like, John got super drunk one night, went up to the tower where Arthur was, blinded him, and threw him out the tower into the river, never to be seen again. Oh, what an asshole. Yes. And people were like, that was, that was, he just killed King Arthur. That was supposed to be the king. That was supposed to be the king. Yeah. John turns out to be a rubbish king. Mm -hmm. He loses almost all the land in France. <laughs> His son, Henry III, who actually, up until Queen Elizabeth II, who we currently have, um, he was the longest reigning king, but also a bit rubbish. Um, almost rubbish. <laughs> yeah, he gets captured in battle and stuff. He has he like doesn't have any victories to his name, but his son does. Uh -huh. He has this son named Edward, and Edward is like this great prince warrior, and he's kicking ass, taking names, and people are like, "This is it. This is gonna be the guy. This is Arthur. Arthur has returned." Because in the Legend of King Arthur, he fights the last battle, and he takes like a a lethal wound. And he's carted off on a boat by a, a woman. And the Lady of the Lake. The Lady of the Lake. Going off to Avalon. And the legend is that he will return again when Britain is in great need. So this new <laughs> Prince Edward, he becomes king. He has a wife. They're in love. Like it's actually recorded in history that they have like a really loving relationship. Because that never happens he, back then. He doesn't cheat on her. Wow, yeah, that always that happened back of. then. That we know of. Allegedly. We didn't have the cameras. Allegedly, he didn't yeah. cheat on her. Allegedly. So they've got this <laughs> <Say it> like <laughs> that. The South Park reference. They have a so they have a ton of children, and that's like really important for medieval kings is to have a lot of a lot of heirs, especially sons. And and they have multiple sons, but then she dies. Ugh. And this great loving king then turns into a tyrant. Aww. And this <laughs> I'm upset. This is King Edward. The first. The first from Outlaw King. That we see. This is the king that we see. The one that dies. Meanwhile, back in Scotland, Alexander III, he's a great Scottish king, comes into power. Vikings are attacking the Western Isles. He, he drives the Vikings off, and they have like 30 years of peace in Scotland. It's nice. like a golden age of Scot Scottish history. Still no kilts. No kilts. Okay. So not that golden then. Yeah. He also has a wonderful relationship with his wife. They have three kids. Things are looking great. Nice. Wife dies. Damn it. And then his son dies. Oh, shit. And then his other son dies. And then his daughter dies. And the only heir he has left is a granddaughter in Norway. What's she doing out there? So when he drove off the Vikings, then he talked to the Vikings and they're like, hey, peace? And they're like, okay, peace. And he's like, okay. Have my daughter. Have my daughter. What? And we'll Take be, my daughter, and please. We'll, yeah. And so he married his daughter off to their son. And yeah. And now there's a granddaughter over in Norway. Okay. Yeah. And okay. so he then gets he remarried. Did. This is like 10 years later. He waits like 10 years before getting married. He's quite a heathen then. Well, he was in love with his last wife. Mm. But he's finally like, okay, I really need to get some heirs. Otherwise, Scotland is going to go through some crazy shit, mm. which it does, as we saw. Yep. So. He is riding through the night. He's like, I got to go see my wife, my new wife. She's super young. Got to go make some heirs. It's a big deal. He and a small retinue of knights, they're, they're riding in the, in the night and there's, there's this big storm and his knights are like, hey, let's go to this. Let's stay at this place. Let's crash here at this castle. And he's like, no, I got to see her tonight. These knights are so casual. It's so, <laughs> the storm is so bad. They lose him. They find him the next morning on a beach 
dead. Oh Jeez, no! Man. He fell from his horse and broke his neck. No, allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, it didn't kill Christopher Reeves. Yes. So now the <laughs> the Queen of Scotland is a I want to say like a five year old girl in Norway. Yes. Is this Mary Queen of Scots? No. Damn it. No, no. Far from her. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so she gets on a boat over to Scotland to become the new monarch of, of Scotland because Scotland's like, oh, fuck, what do we do? We don't have a leader anymore. Yeah. She arrives, but she dies shortly after. God damn it. Seasickness. Everyone just dies back then. Terrible medical care. I, I imagine, they, and they lived to the ripe old age of 38? <laughs> no, some of them lived into their 60s and oh. 70s. Yeah. Really? Oh. Back then? Oh, yeah. Eleanor Aquitaine, I think she died at like 76 or something. Oh, well, Eleanor Aquitaine lived until 76, yeah, Christian. Yeah, come on. <laughs> oh, the person that is it the CEO of Aquitaine? The, the one whose descendants <laughs> created pimple cream. Wow, the one that is the reason as to why we all have clear skin now? Without her, we wouldn't even know who Adam Levine is. Wow, incredible. Wait, that was proactive. Never that mind. Was, ooh. Aquitaine was a, a, a French portion of France. A French portion of France? A portion of France. A French portion a of France, I guess, is redundant. I yeah, think, yeah. sure. A province. A province of France. Yeah. We call those words. states in America. Where yeah, are we yeah. at? What century are we at right now? Is okay, this the 12th? So we 12th? are we're in the 12th, uh, okay. towards the end of the 12th. All right. Scotland is freaking out. They assemble the Guardians of Scotland. That's a great name. The six, Guardians of Scotland. Right? Six nobles are brought together. This sounds dope already. One of them are a uh, raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> you picture them as the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, two of them in are like room. bishops. Um, and then the other four are like nobles. So they are trying to figure out, okay, <laughs> so the the how do we keep Scotland from falling apart? Because now we've got these two other people, John Balliol, who we don't see in the movie, and Robert the Bruce, the first. Nice. The star of Outlaw King is the third. So oh. this, is, this is Grandpa Bruce. Okay, nice. So John Balliol is, according to Primogenitor, the closest relative, like heir. Mm -hmm. And that's like the... The eldest son of the eldest son of the eldest son. But through marriage, uh, Robert the Bruce is the closest. They're about to like go to battle and create like a civil war in Scotland. And so the the guardians of Scotland decide like we need somebody to decide between these two. And so we're going to ask Edward the first of England mm. to oversee this. Edward, yes, when it starts. he picks John Balliol because John Balliol is sort of malleable for him. And John Balliol becomes this puppet king of Scotland. All right. Where now he's like, John Balliol becomes king and he says like, I submit to you, Edward, as the high ruler and I am king of, of Scotland. Wow. Yeah. He puts, basically he puts Edward in charge of Scotland. Yeah. At that point. At, but I got to keep the crown, right? That's he, like what he says. He's like the worst thing about John Balliol. He's not, he's not like one of those villains where like, oh, I'm going to do all this bad stuff on purpose. He does a lot of half measures. Mm -hmm. So he like, he submits to Edward and then later all of his nobles are like, dude, Edward sucks. He's just taking all of our stuff and not paying us taxation, taxation without representation. Mm -hmm. You know, this is bullshit. <laughs> These Brits have been doing it forever. And then he goes like, oh, okay, I'll start an alliance with France and then we'll go to war with Edward. Yeah. And then Edward's like, are you fucking kidding me? And he comes over and captures John Balliol and John Balliol's like, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> my bad big mistake huge <laughs> can i still be king and he goes uh no and so he's no longer king and so this is the king edward that we see in the movie right yes and so what i remember from this movie is that king edward and 
Robert, the, uh, Robert the Bruce the Second. Yes, Papa they're Bruce. friends, right? Yeah, they, they were went, friends. They, they, they brought they, the Crusades together. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the so Eighth Dur- Crusade. And it sucks because, like, the dying words of uh, of Papa Bruce is that Bruce. I shouldn't have trusted Edward, and mm-hmm. then he just dies right after that. And that just is so heartbreaking from coming from someone that doesn't know the historical context. So yeah, already at know- one point when they're when. There's like the battle between John Balliol and Edward when John Balliol's like, oh, I'm going to, oh, okay, guys, I'll rebel against him. Mm-hmm. You've got, you've got John Common, the guy who gets stabbed in the church. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's, he's part of Balliol's family. And so they're on the side of Scotland and the Bruces are on Edward's side. Oh, originally. So before. During, during that battle. Interesting. Mm. Which is why after the initial battle in the beginning of the movie, Robert the Bruce the first is named king of scotland is that correct no no no. he um but there so there's that opening scene yeah yeah and then when they leave and you know robert the bruce the third is like well i don't know if we i don't know if we should be doing this um <laughs> easy ringo <laughs> i don't know if we should be dying lace trying to throw a little australian in there <laughs> and his dad is just like edward will make me king and then you will be king mm, so that's he, what he, he was hoping for that yeah. yes but edward pretty much was like I'm running the show. I might make somebody king later. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> this is how many years is this movie like mashed, uh, mashing together? It's just a couple years because you know how movies do that all the time. Because it's like, like that the, was ten years. Yeah, because I was getting caught up. Like other than this, thank you for like all of that context behind. It, like it oh, makes way more sense now. But before Edward starts crushing Scots, he conquers Wales. Yeah, uh, that's that's important. It'll come up later. Mm, okay, sounds good. So if you could picture, if you could picture your left hand, the palm at, palm side is is England or okay. Great Britain. Uh, this, your thumb is Wales, and your fingers are Scotland. Where's uh, Ireland? It's right over here. So <laughs> Edward has control of all of that now, and obviously the Scots are not happy about it. Yeah. Which I mean, I, what I liked about this movie is that we're thrown straight into the drama. You can tell that there's tension in that like tent that they're meeting up in. I love that opening scene so much, and like it's, it's, a, lo- it's a wonder. Yeah. Oh, so because I didn't cool. know that that was Chris Pine already kneeling down to King Edward, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, you just like you submitted already. This already? is the first like five minutes of <laughs> the movie, bitch. and I'm like, okay, he's actually kind of badass because the Prince of Wales challenges him to a little duel. He's just like, oh, and that's why that that's why he's the Prince of Wales. Because Edward conquered Wales, and then he puts his son in charge of it. And from then on, the Prince of England is called Prince of, Prince Wales. of Wales. Yeah, I was curious as to why. So Edward II is the first Prince of Wales. Did that happen a lot back then? Alejandro and I were talking about, like, did they just have random skirmishes right there just to alpha each other? I guess. And, like, were they trying to kill each other right there? I think... No, they're trying to get leverage. I think Edward was trying to... Prince of Wales was trying to go, oh, I'm so sorry. You he know, was really kind of an swinging. Injury. Yeah. Yeah. And if you notice, uh, that fight scene and the final fight between them, mm-hmm. Edward does the same opening move, but but Bruce is ready for it. Yep. Mm. He knows exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that they bring that back. Yeah. Yeah. There's some continuity with, with that. What made this movie so much enter, so much more entertaining was- The blood. The Definitely the blood, but like showing Buckets. how hate- how easy it is to hate the antagonist who was Prince of Wales and like they made him this ugly guy with a fucking bowl cut that was just like, uh, do you remember all those times you beat me dead? <laughs> 
and <laughs> I didn't cry because I knew that you were afraid that if I was stronger than you, you'd hate it. Shit like that. And I was like, oh, you're making it so easy for me to fucking hate you, and I can't wait till you lose. So I've got a picture of his statue, and it doesn't look like a bowl cut. It makes me kind of sad. Because that bowl cut was not it's even... this one, the profile picture. Oh, so he had it a beard. Like Jesus. Right? Just looks like, yeah, looks like any other but white they, bearded man. They couldn't have him fight Jesus, so. No, I guess so. But this is also him as a king, not as a prince. That's true. So maybe he maybe he grew that bull cut out. And I love the context that they provide later. They say that he was a shitty king and the noble, his own nobles killed Dude, him. Dude, we'll get into that. Yeah, his like wife set up the plan to kill him, right? I mean, do you want to get into that now? I mean, it has nothing to do with the movie. No, this is like the post. This is like the, the next movie. Okay, which then we'll I get wish there. They would make maybe. You never know. Netflix is trying to make that money. Mm-hmm. This should have been a miniseries, and then they could have done season two. And this could have been a whole Game of Thrones thing. Yeah, this, it's very possible. Like if they could have paced it out, because clearly they want to take their time. They could have taken their time a little bit more and just turned it into, you know, a six part series and eight part series. If they had started with, like, younger King Edward, yeah, and him turning evil. That would have been beautiful. And like make it a story about the Edwards. And Edward, you know, he's he he works with Papa Bruce, mm-hmm. and also Alexander the Third, the King of Scotland, the one who fought the Vikings. Yes. Mm-hmm. He also worked with Edward, and at one point, Edward said, "Like you will submit to England." And Alexander the Third was just like, "We'll be allies, but I'll never submit to because you." Because they have to catch us like it is cool like i said before that we're just thrown into the drama and we're mm-hmm. thrown into the tension but this movie gets so crazy i did not expect for chris pine to kill common right there and then at the altar and that's that's the way he does it that's in said, the that's in the books i thought you said common so at first i thought the, <laughs> the rapper, rapper, rapper common? common was in this movie and i missed it completely Whoa. this dude gets stabbed wolverine style it right or- under the chin. Oh, so brutal. And does it go through the top of his head? Because I see blood rushing down yeah, from his forehead. Didn't you see his hat go like... <gasps> no, I'm kidding. Oh, I was going to say... Three Stooges style? <laughs> like a, a cartoon when they hit the hat in the lump. And you see you see John Common go... Aww. <laughs> but that was insane. But he had... The way he got stabbed, I don't know about that, but Robert the Bruce did kill John Common in a church. Yeah. I would say stabbing straight up from the tongue into the brain... Would probably kill me. Yeah, it would not. If you could get through that palate, like uh, not not here, but you this know, seems in pretty the, soft at the top of the mouth. That seems pretty soft. I there think is. you would survive from chin like, up to here. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's like there's like some thick skull in there. I think. Yeah, I mean, I he's don't know. Dead. There's a gap he sometimes because like it's kind of soft up there. You ever like? I'm poking it. <laughs> <laughs> I think. But the, gotta, let's ask Wolverine. Right, stab me! Stab me! Somebody's <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Get get that pencil right there. The bishops mm. were so quick to say, like, okay, uh, just confess th- to that murder right now. But you know, but you realize why. Because uh, they were the Church of Scotland. Yeah, because And if they, the Church of England comes and takes over, then they, they have nothing. Yeah. So, no, it was definitely strategic. I, I get it. I like that they're like, we'll absolve you of your sins, but um, you now listen to us. Exactly. And he was like, yeah, sure, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, make me king. Do yeah. it. That and, gal who, who kings him. Yeah. So that job, it's like the, the job of the, the Duke of... Fife, I think. Okay. Um, that's like his gig. But at the time, the, the you know, Mr. Fife was like a child at the English court. And mm-hmm. so his aunt was in town and was just like, I'll do it. She she was all about the Bruces. Uh-huh. And she comes over and she, you know, kings him Crowned and stuff. Yeah. Eventually, she does get captured by the English and she is hung out in a cage like um, Florence. What happened to Florence? I didn't know what was going to happen there. Like when Elizabeth. They- 
Uh, when they took Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Yeah. put her in the cage, I was like, are they just going to drown her? Are they going to lower bucket? that down so... Oh, so she could like, what is that? A bucket of water so that she can drink or no, like a bucket so that she could poop so and pee? she can poop and pee in there. Damn. And no I think napkins? they, I think they, you know, like rope down some provisions. I think it's, yeah, because that, that's not a death sentence. That, no. It's a torture though. I did think it was really interesting that in that cage, they didn't worry about making the holes too big for somebody to climb she out. She could jump out. Because yeah. it's all like, yeah, go ahead, climb out. What are you going to do now? Oh yeah. She would just fall to her own death. Yeah. I was thinking when I saw her get lowered down, I was like, that's a beautiful view like you're giving her a free it was, vacation it was spot. a beautiful view that's one of the reasons why they shut down alcatraz and i was like it's because these prisoners, way too pretty these prisoners just like a beautiful view of san wow. francisco and the golden gate bridge they feed me every day i'm warm and three, warm, three warms in a cot guys three yeah. warms in a cot not bad not bad but i'm glad i killed that family of chinese immigrants i didn't whoa <laughs> the, I didn't, the not real bird man of alcatraz <laughs> no he had a lot of birds but were they real uh, at that time they might have been okay okay i just didn't realize that that was going to be the consequence i thought she was going to get killed by the prince of wales i yeah i i also thought you know worse was going to happen to her i thought edward was going to do some pretty bad stuff well to did her. you see what prince edward did to uh brother neil <laughs> uncle oh. neil earlier in the uh, oh he rips his guts out raptor dude. style I, I i know that this movie One was going to be graphic gore. scenes that that is like maybe the most graphic death i've seen in a long time, if not ever. In front of uh, Marjorie. You know, you just the, saw your uncle get new yeah. stuff. Oh, my tied God. Up. New stuff. And uh, just the guy takes out. An, I thought they were just going to stab him in the chest. I was like, okay, they'll let him bleed out. No, he drags it down and you see the intestines come out and they're hanging. It is so graphic. To go back, that scene where, you know, like, I swear by these swans. Uh -huh. That was this massive knighting that happened. And is that... A typical thing, they get two swans, break their necks, and then you get a bunch of new knights. I don't know. That oh. is, but it but it did happen at the at the ceremony. There were swans. Yes. I saw them like yeah, they had cages. And at first I thought maybe they were gonna put people in those cages, but then I was like, oh no, there's birds in there. There are swans with little crowns on their heads. I didn't know they were gonna kill the swans. Well, so. hang on. When he holds up those two swans in the background, the cages are there with swans in them still. So were there four swans? And two survived? Stunt just swans. Like, Those are two <laughs> stunt swans. <laughs> Understudy swans in case one's like feeling sick yeah. or just a little one, peaked. One swan gets swan COVID and they're just like, okay, we need a swan number three. But so it was like uh, we're doing this massive invasion of Scotland. We're really gonna commit to it this time. Wallace is gone, so it's gonna be easy. Mm -hmm. So you know, he's like, all right, Edward, King Edward, he knights his son, and then there's like you know um, a huge number of knights. Like I think it's. Like a thousand. I could be wrong. Wow. That must have been tiring for the But king. it was like, it was basically like Edward and all of his college bros uh -huh. all getting knighted. Well, the way it looked we made like. made it, bro. Yeah. How they celebrated they after the a, knighting. So they have a massive like dog pile. It's not in the movie, but they had a massive dog pile outside. Like, oh, we're all knights and stuff. And I think four people died. Oh, God. In the dog pile? In the dog pile. They just suffocated? They just yeah. could not breathe? Did the king slap every single one of them? With a glove. And be like, this better be your next, your last unanswered hit. Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite part of knighting that I've never seen before. I was like, what? I thought you just like hit yeah. the blade to the shoulder. One, two, done. But one, no, two, not done. even. Yeah. You get one right on the head, a slap in the face, and then they send you on your way. The Did way that he slapped his own son was like in movies, like uh, in the 1800s when a girl has a bad date with a guy. Like, you don't do that to me. And I imagine that's how um, Aaron Burr challenged Alexander Hamilton to a duel. <laughs> with a slap with a glove. <laughs> 
I, I bid you farewell, good sir. I, I mean, was so confused. King Edward wasn't a huge fan of his son. Because I can son tell was... historically and in the movie, I can tell. Like they Ed, did not have a good relationship. Like Edward, his favorite pastimes were digging ditches. Men. Oh, mm-hmm. well, he was kind of he was a, a little he, gay. So he had a favorite, Pierce Gaveston. He was like this uh, knight, this mid noble knight, <laughs> not a, not a high noble, mm-hmm. who did pretty well at tournaments and whatnot, and grew up with Edward. And so when Edward uh, started coming to power. He had his favorite night come to power as and well, they actually... and that was that was Pierce. And so at one at his wedding, so him and Pierce just cried. Edward cried. is Edward is betrothed. Edward the Second, Prince of Wales. He's betrothed to Isabella of France, mm-hmm. uh, at the time known as Isabella the Fair. Hmm. Um, and she's only twelve at this time. But so, so fair. But that's normal back then. Uh, yeah, but so there's to get married this, to an old woman. So there's this big wedding, and then at you know, royal weddings, they would have the the male, the the dude's banners and his lady's banners, but instead it was Prince of Wales banners and Pierce Gaveston's ba- banners. Wow. Yeah. And they sat at the front of the table. And so and everyone knew was, was just like, this is kind of weird, his, his, right? The princess was off to the side. Did no yeah, one but he think... had five kids. So at the end of the day, they're like, it's okay. They were just like, that's... They uh, did have a lot of kids. Is like, is his new wife upset? Like, what's going on? No, he just loves his best friend. Much like me and you. Yeah, not to that point. What no, the heck? no, no, what no. The no. Heck? Well, when I get married, you're not going to be sitting at like the... Table right next to you? <laughs> no, man. You're going to be... I'm, I'm going to have my own table. Of, it's not going to be pictures of you and your wife. It's going to be pictures of uh, the two of you together. It's like going to be that flag. Yes. <laughs> like, it's weird. This wedding for uh, Christian and Melissa. Is there like, a reason why uh, Alex is also in a white dress? <gasps> Christian and Melissa? Oh, my God. Did you pop the question? No, no, I didn't. Did I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Did you put your name like, in the Goblet of Fire? I think polygamy is uh, the only answer. To what? <laughs> to which question? <laughs> okay, okay, let's move on. Right, let's... To what question? They, what do you guys think of like the characters that portrayed the people? Like, did you, Were you guys happy with Chris Pine playing such a big character? Do you think he did a good job other than the scrutiny that he gets for his accent? I, I think that's unfounded. I, I think he did a great job through and through. Yeah. This I'm, is his best acting. He's described in history as like a big, broad-chested warrior king mm-hmm. um which you know that's not exactly what i think of when i think of chris pine no but, he's a pretty boy but i think chris pine did a great job yes i i was going into this movie thinking that i don't know how good of an actor chris pine is um because i feel like a lot of his characters whether it's captain kirk or it's the guy from horrible bosses too all seem very similar to me uh but then i watched this film and was like oh my god no he has range this is yeah he hasn't definitely crap. has range and then it all started coming back to me hell or high water baby you're gonna love it when i drag this thistle across your nipple <laughs> that was <laughs> my favorite scene usually sex scenes in like old fantasy medieval times make me uncomfortable because they haven't showered in months and it's just like this is gross but that one that they one were good. both very clean I did not know that there was a stream nearby. I guess they did bathe, right? Well, and he didn't know if he was going to die. That was like right uh, before he left. 
Yeah, right after that sex scene, he was like, if I die tomorrow, if I die tomorrow... I won't hear it. You, your Marjorie's and Marjorie's is yours. Um, I didn't want the kid. <laughs> I'm so sorry if I'm obliterating these impressions. I didn't want I'm one. gonna fucking try. What happened to the Scottish accent? <laughs> Christian obliterated it. <laughs> Everyone in Scotland's like, I don't even know how to talk now. <laughs> wow. But that was romantic. I guess it was like a cute... Yeah. I sensual, for sure. The... Love in this movie, I'm very appreciative of because it was for being a romantic myself. And it's very upsetting to see two strangers having to get married. They don't even like each other. They don't even know each other. She's trying to have a good time at their wedding. What's that song? It's beautiful. When she was humming the song yes. on the staircase. Look, cute it's little called, moments. It's called Fuck You by CeeLo Green. <laughs> um, but their first <laughs> night together, she's expecting for him to you know pounce on her. Yeah. And he's like, okay, good night, and sleeps in another room. Talk about the ultimate neg. I, that's not a neg. He's being a gentleman, dude. He's that's, just like, obviously, you don't like, know me. That's like how I do like all my first dates, and it's not on purpose. What do you mean? Well, like, uh, you know, walk the girl to the door, and then I'll- Sit like, on their bed. And I'll, I'll shake their hand and be like, thanks, that was a great night, and just walk See you away. Later. It's a pleasure like, doing business with you. Now she's emotionally confused. But she was also just, playing uh, with <laughs> his heart, too. I like the scene when she- she says like let go of that kid they're trying to take the kid away oh yes 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 robert the bruce sees that goes up to her room at night knocks and says hey what you did over there was very brave and she all she says is like is there anything else she doesn't even say thank you and she closes the door before she like yeah before you could say uh, finish good night he's like good and so he's like what the fuck but she turns around leans on the door and she's like push that thistle yes and then he leans on the other side of the door and then it's uh, and then it's it's both of them, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, did you knock?" It's like, "No, no, I was actually just thinking." And, and then they both start singing, "The summer exactly." Night. Well, tell uh, well, me uh. more, tell me more. Okay, I don't want to try yeah, it. Yeah. I would love if this movie turned into a musical, <laughs> oh, Grease style. <laughs> Two things. This movie, or this needs to be episodic, a mini-series, a limited series at the very least, and also a musical. <laughs> and then, and then uh, like, the side cast. Yes. A musical. Well, there was some comedy sprinkled throughout this very serious film. Oh, like the uh, the the two people that work in the castle? Seamus and Gale, well, I think quick. are the names. <laughs> yeah, and, like, you, you don't know. know about that. <laughs> and uh, also, Angus's character getting slapped real quick by his wife mm-hmm. when they when he comes back home. You said three weeks. It's, it's been, been four, four months. months. And uh, oh, I'd be so pissed at my husband. Isn't yeah. Brave Scottish? Yep. Yeah. Brave. Okay. That's the, it's the girl from, uh, my mom's turned into uh, a Empire. Empire. Oh, love her. She plays an Irish in that show. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm saying it's like, it's easy to bounce in She's between. She's also right? Rowena Ravenclaw's daughter in Harry Potter. <gasps> really? Is that oh, the baby. ghost? Yep. Blowing my mind. Sorry. The ghost. The ghost. I don't answer to that name. I think Aaron Taylor Johnson's performance. Pax. I know this is like jumping, but he is my best person on set. I think he did an impeccable performance. I don't think it's actually jumping, but this well, is Douglas, right? Yeah, yeah Douglas. 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 What do you think of him? And like when he gets blood drunk, so fucking good. When he says, "Okay, I want to reclaim my land. All I need are two or three people." Bruce, please, just let me get like three lads. And they're just like, "You could have five. And so he go. What did I do with the other two? So this happened. The scene with taking the castle and the church and everything. So he started the slaughter so in the church. What I what I remember reading was the slaughter didn't happen in the church, but they basically waited outside 
And then when they all came back out, because they all put their weapons outside of the church, mm-hmm. when they all came out, that's when they started slaughtering them. Wow. That's but insane. The, what he's not telling you is how they did it, Christian, is they set up a big axe right in front of the door. And as people were walking out, <laughs> just shoot, running into just the axe, getting their heads cut off. All right, send another one. All right. All right, send another one. Oh, why do you, why is there a lot of blood seeping through the door? Whoa, why am I slipping? I guess I'll walk through it too. <laughs> did you notice that like when they go into the castle and there are those banners that are up, they're like the blue and yellow checkered banners. Yeah. Yes. So that is the English noble who has Douglas's castle. Who was given Douglas's castle? He wants to take down. And then, do you remember at the end? Yes. And he's all say my name, bitch. He's like Douglas. <laughs> that's that guy's wearing the blue checks. Yup, yup. That's, th- that's the guy who got his a castle. A lot of redemption in this movie. He was singing. Say my name. Say my <laughs> name. <laughs> oh, he was. When no one is around you. <laughs> say, baby. <laughs> I love you. He was dope. Every time he fought, he had a long sword and a short sword, and he was dual wielding. And he was also practicing when everyone else was getting drunk. Yup. This is a gauntlet. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, we're fighting y'all on that wee hill over there. Love it. And they had... They brought no horses. The whole crew, yeah. No horses. They had just put a bunch of spikes. Wait, real quick. The only thing I really dislike about this movie are how many horses we see die, which is, I mean, because it's accurate. And it's crazy that they killed those horses for the movie. It's just like they, they didn't even need to, but they did for historical accuracy. 47 they said dead no horses. CG in this movie. Everything. Practical effects. Really? Stab that guy. Yeah. Let his guts come out. Mm-hmm. Real He's guts. done enough. He said he doesn't even need to get paid. Just put his name in the credits and then in loving memory of. He the only he- thing that was CGI was when uh, Common got stuffed in the knife. They had to because the tip poked out and it was embarrassing. It made the hat go. It made the hat go like, up. We got we'll just cut the hat out. Yeah, we got to edit that out. the moment. They, they just used took the eraser marker and just you know. <laughs> it's a little Tide pen on the screen. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> oh, That's tide. how editing you works. Said a Tide pen? Yeah, we know how editing works. Question: <laughs> How often do you use the Tide pen when you edit our videos? Oh, uh, often. For me, I bet. <laughs> yeah, you're just like too dark, and I'm like, I have to Whoa. like. <laughs> this is the color I am. Uh, I I would like to say. But yes. I really enjoy Chris Pine's beard. I like this. I like the little speck of gray. Mm-hmm. Makes him look yep. very distinguished. Makes him look very strong. He's been through it. Um, but also very handsome of a man. You like seeing his penis, don't lie. I, I will say, <laughs> I won't say that I disliked it, but I did like Florence Puig's boobs more. <laughs> say her last name again. Florence Pug. It's one more time. Florence Pugia. <laughs> Pew. 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 Pug. Nope. I don't think Florence the G. Pug. I'm pretty sure the G's silent, right? Florence P. Whatever. It's uh, Yelena Belova. Why was that? Yelena, that was Yelena Bla- Blavatsky. That was her Black Widow character. I haven't seen it yet. She was oh, also spoiler. that wrestler. Which wrestler was she? Paige? Oh, oh yeah. She yes, did play she Paige. She was Paige. That's how I, honestly, that was the first movie I saw her in. And now every time I see her from then, I'm like, why is she not wearing black eyeliner? She's a fantastic actress, dude. But you no, will, I agree. You will never watch Midsommar because you're not a fan of uh, creepy movies. No, but oh, I've seen Oh, that was her. That's her. her. She's the one who oh, cries with the flower crown. creepy. Well, very creepy. And like that scene, yeah, where she's crying in the circle of women, fantastic acting. Here, when she is... Uh, of when she avoids signing that thing that Prince Edward brings, right? The annulment. You, you the don't annulment. have him. Yeah. Yep. Sh- great acting on her end. So shout out to Florence as well. I didn't even realize that was her the first time I watched that movie. Really? Yeah. You missed it that entire time? She did about like three or four movies early on in her career where where like nobody knew who she was, but like four or five dropped 
really fast mm-hmm. and then she made it really big and then she got even bigger from you know the subsequent movies so there's a couple of movies where you're like what the fuck she that? was in that yeah i saw that like seven times yeah. yeah yeah well the first thing i saw her in was that wwe movie fighting with the family fighting or with like my family yep and the i was like that she's they, great the movie that they sold as the rock being in all of it but he's in like one scene he's yep he's and only in the one rock scene. and you're like he's in and one. they kind of released that because like they wanted to clean up Paige's image. Oh, because her nudies just came out. Yeah, which I honestly think... double down, girl. They look good. No, I I mean, I think it's <laughs> the fact, and this is a tangent, but I think that society really sp- scrutinizing and shaming people for uh, their nudes or sex tapes coming out. Like, dude, calm down. People people have sex and people send nudes. It's just parts. Yeah, I mean, like, have you checked out Pam and Tommy on Hulu at all? <laughs> I, I knew not. you were gonna bring this up. And they really break down like Pamela Anderson's and Tommy Lee's perspective on what had occurred when their sex tape was released. But that's a whole other story. That's a whole other episode. Anyway, I don't feel bad for Tommy Lee, but um, I yeah, feel bad we for Pam. We shouldn't invade people's privacies. Yeah, but also Pam and Tommy Lee though. Yeah. <laughs> Why was that scene put in there uh, with the river when Chris Pine came out, though? I Dude, that had to have been a mistake. Chris Pine didn't know his junk was going to be in this. <laughs> oh, my pants. <laughs> because, well, I know. So, Christian, before we recorded, the rest of that scene is filmed specifically so we don't see his penis. I think we, yeah, they just wanted us. Like, they purposely throw him a thing while he's behind the hill, and then he comes up, and he's perfectly, like, pulling his shirt, everything up, but, but the one <laughs> frame before that is just full dick. I think, I think that it's... Part of this, like, uh, I don't know if I should do air quotes or not, progressive move, movement that's happening. Uh huh. And, and we show tits. We gotta show dicks. We show an we show a incalculable amount of tits and hardly any wang. Oh. And people love wang. But let's say the sex scene when they do it in the tent. A lot of Chris Pine butt. Like from an angle where you shouldn't really be seeing a like we it's, almost saw his butthole. It's like the bad angle in porn when you just see like the guy's butt and his balls <laughs> flapping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about three yeah. inches away Except from being, we, yeah. from that angle. They had to cut it because you know there's a part of the reel where it's just like, okay, Chris, we got a little bit of your balls and tank. Well, this movie we was originally two hour, two and a half hours long, and he cut like twenty minutes out. One of the scenes was just his balls flapping twenty against minutes, a ball slapping Florence Puig's butthole. Puig, why do you keep saying Puig? I don't like Florence Pug. But a pug, way too pug much of Hadrian's Puig. wall in there. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> wait, what did you say? <laughs> Way too much of Hadrian's Wall. <laughs> Way Hadrian to bring stinks. it back. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I feel bad for... The English? Chris Pine, because <laughs> they were ambushed twice in a row. Rough. And then people still were like, you keep losing, dude. And he's like... It's McDougal! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're all like crouching in plain sight around the river. Rough. It was, it was a rough go, up, man. Rough go. Who's the Alex guy? That that got killed that on the brother. boat. That's yeah. his brother. His other brother. So I believe he had five brothers, and lost all but one in this war. Oh, was his other one like Yugen or whatever? His, his other name? one was Edward. The Edward one that the one Bruce. that gets. No, no, no. He's the one who, who survives. Oh, that's Uncle Neil. Correct. Edward Bruce survives throughout the whole movie. Who was the kiddish one? The kid-looking guy who saved the crown. Oh, that was just some kid. That was a kid. That was just a kid. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just a kid. A just a kid. Because he had a brutal death. I don't think that was a real person. No, I don't either. But his death was insane. Oh, yeah. Took Did a, we see took the lands? Yeah. He yeah. saw this, like, the lands go right through him. He's like, oh. dude, that's why, like, can you imagine 
I would be so scared when everyone's screaming, when Chris Pine's giving that war speech, mm-hmm. he says, it doesn't matter what you're fighting for as long as you're fighting in there. You see Aaron Taylor Johnson go wild. I would be in that crowd being like, <sighs> what the fuck did yeah. I get myself into? You're like looking around like, is it too late to go home? Like, I'm going to turn around, guys. You guys got it. Like, I'm not going to. I was told you needed singers for the army. Yeah, you guys. Got... <laughs> I was one of those farmers that came by to help dig the trench. That's all. I'm going to turn I around I didn't now. know I was going to be holding this pole. Keep me updated and I'll see you later. You guys what? need food? You guys um, need food? Yeah, I'll door dash something and it'll wait, be at the castle. Wait, we were serious about this? I thought we were just playing dress up, guys. I thought this was LARP. I thought we were just playing <laughs> dress up, guys. <laughs> so a game where I dress up, guys. Yeah, you guys all look fantastic. And, <laughs> and my job is done. But we're actually... Goodbye. They're all on horses and there's 3,000 of them? No, thank you. <laughs> I am not about the equestrian life. These poles no. are so sharp. Like, what? This is not the kind Someone's of thing. Someone's going to get hurt if they fall on those guys. You could ruin a seam. Yes. I'm going to go turn <laughs> around because I actually really like this outfit. And if I get a drop of blood of this, I'm going to get in trouble. You just turn around and then an arrow comes right through the back of your head. But those ambushes were brutal. Mm-hmm. Right? Because fucking, uh, what's his name? Valance, the viceroy of England. Valence. Uh, oh, the, the, the bald, bald dude. dude? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was like John Common's brother-in-law. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He Correct. said that he was going to... What's upset is that he canceled the one-on-one fight because it was a Sunday. And then later on that night, ambushes just ambushes them. Ambushes them. Mm-hmm. And no scruples. he probably would have lost that one-on-one because, of course. again, Robert the Bruce, huge dude. There's a great, great swordsman. There's a great story of... Robert was, he was overseeing some stuff, some preparations, and an English um, uh, scout, full full armored knight, spotted him, and mm-hmm. Robert was, he wasn't on his war horse, he was on like a pony pretty much, and not not armored. Mm-hmm. And this guy goes like, there's Robert the Bruce right there. And so he's like, I'm fully kitted out, I'm gonna charge him. So he charges Robert the Bruce, <laughs> lance in hand, Robert... He sees him and he goes like, all right, little pony. And it gallops towards the knight. The knight misses with his lance. Robert stands up in his stirrups and with his axe cleaves the knight's wow. head through the armor. Wow. This happened. What? What Robert, a badass. Robert was a big fucking badass. Hell yeah. I mean, these deaths, like the... Can you imagine getting... Which I'm like, why wasn't that in the movie? <laughs> that no, would have been cool. There was one scene when he punches a dude and like breaks his neck with one punch i love the punches in here because oh, when uh when um douglas is fighting in the in the oh, water he does the, with the, uh, the with sword the, punch and he just has uh he doesn't oh, oh that one was tight too yep but when he he the loses rock. his sword in the water and so he just grabs some chain mail yes and starts oh, whipping, swings he, it wraps it around his fist just bam what a great fighter like mega man which is what <laughs> he grabbed the guy, he stole his power, and then he started shooting charges scissors at everybody. <laughs> I don't remember that part. They just started scissoring everybody on the beach. I hate, I hate you guys. <laughs> um, it's crazy because uh, Douglas, also a player, yeah, he's just trying to get it in with Angus's daughters, oldest daughter. Yeah, All you come near my daughter again, I'll cut your balls off. <laughs> he, he runs away. He's like, "Yeah, next." I'm really, I'm really here for you. Yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson has some range, man. But by far, when he goes nuts at that last battle, mm-hmm. is my favorite part of this movie. 
because like that's how that is something that 12 year old christian would have seen and would have played over and over and over again would you say that's something that 12 year old christian would have seen and then been like cousins grab your camcorder we're going to the backyard <laughs> i was nine years old when i shot my little home video and honestly we made a sequel you bitch <laughs> And the choreography, <laughs> you bitch. The choreography because is it was way better. <laughs> and honestly, if we have time, we you guys want to watch it? We had a bigger yes. budget the second time. I would love we to had um, yes, dude. The costume <laughs> changes were. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck you man I got a new squeaky hammer for it I had a viking helmet We all had better costumes The core, the action choreography There was a betrayal that occurred In the sequel The writing's fine no. And we used the soundtrack from Gladiator <laughs> Not Lord guys, of the Rings Not Lord of the Rings You guys brought in a sound designer <laughs> you guys. And it's just it's, it's, it's your brother with a boombox. <laughs> Louder, brother. What? Louder. I can't hear you. It's too loud. It's honestly not amazing, but for a bunch of kids in the backyard. You're getting very riled up about it. Because it's a beautiful work of art. And I thank my other cousin that shot it and edited it at the time. Good. For, you know what? Yes. Good for him. Great for him. I can't wait to see this. So would the 12-year-old you have made like a third film installment? We talk about it. We talk about it, but, you know. Honestly, think how good it would be now. Watch it first. Watch these two first. And if you have any ideas, maybe we can make it come to fruition. I could probably get the rights to this franchise. <laughs> oh, you're one third of the franchise. Yeah, I'm one third of the franchise. So, you know. All right. So story wise. Uh huh. There's the there's the long march. Edward King Edward is <laughs> back on the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he dies. He dies on the way to Scotland. Oh, remember? What a yep. douche. And he tells his son, like boil my bones and carry them to the front i want the scots to you know fear me even in death yeah and like promise me in the movie you know he goes like oh of course sure and then he's just like bury him and let's keep going so what happened in actuality was edward the second now prince of wales now edward the second king of england he stops the march and goes right back home Mm, really yep Takes a, takes a break from the war. He and his, I need a nap. He's just like, that was a lot for me emotionally. He I'm just became go. king. He and his wife, Isabella, like Pierce Gaveston, the knight who mm-hmm. he was with, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> the, um, the other nobles hate him. He eventually is um, sort of, a, what is it, kicked out of England. Exiled. Exiled, thank you. You're welcome. And later killed. Yes. And so... Pierce is out of the picture. It's just Isabella and Edward, and they go and have a lovely romantic holiday in Europe, and they make a bunch of kids. And then this is, they, we see none of this. We see none of this. It seems like he just kept on going. Yes, eventually. He's like, I gotta get going. He does come back. Uh huh. And and then they, you know, he carries on with the war. Yeah. And he marches, you know, into Scotland, and they do that big battle. Except Edward never gets into the fray. Prince of course Edward. not. No. But when they start losing, he begins to retreat, and he is chased for miles by who? Robert. Nope. Douglas. Douglas? Oh. Edward and a small retinue of knights are being chased by Douglas and his knights for hours. 
And we don't see that. <laughs> no, no. And like, it's even said, like, we didn't, uh, I think like there's a, like, it was Edward and his poet that he brought along with him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and I think his poet writes about, like, we didn't even have time to stop for water. And they just kept running and running and running because Douglas so stayed on them. Douglas, Douglas was like, scary. we're going to fucking get this guy. Mm-hmm. Well, what did it say at the end of the movie? Douglas was also feared by his enemies and known as the black what? The black Douglas. The black Douglas. After, Which is an awesome nickname. Right after the destruction of his own castle. And that mm-hmm. slaughter, that's when the English dubbed him the Black Douglas. Why Why the Black Douglas? It's just it's what he did was so name. dark. Oh, he slaughtered shit. those people who just got out of church. Yep. It was crazy to see that, too, because you see him like he's he's looking suspicious <gasps> in church. Yeah. And he's like looking around and there's like women and children. They just got the Eucharist. And he's just like, yeah, I'm going to stab this guy right through his spine. And like really... That seems like a harder stab than up through the throat to the brain. Yeah. I mean, it was all gruesome. I'd go to the side, you know? Yeah. Slit the throats. And make sure the blade is, is horizontal to get in between the rib cages. I would go and then just give them a nice little hug and then maybe beat them with kindness. Hey, I'm oh. really sorry about this, but can I, I need my land back. Uh, oh, yeah. So, oh yeah, of course. So sorry. So hey, sorry. Say my name, bitch. Oh, Doug- Douglas. I think it's Douglas. <laughs> Douglas. Goodness great. My, fa- my best person on set award is um, Florence Puig. Oh, she did a fantastic job, but is this because of her sex scene? No. Okay. But that helped? It didn't hurt. Well, yeah, 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 it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you get mad at me? Why are you like... <laughs> no, it makes sense. No, I no, I'm just, not lying. I have food in my teeth, and so sometimes, like, I have this bad habit of, like, trying to get food out of my teeth and, like, talking, so that's all right. Oh, oh. It makes sense. Greg, who is your best person on set? It's hard not to pick Douglas. What's, what's his name again? Aaron, Aaron Taylor, Taylor Johnson, Johnson Douglas. Aaron Kickass. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Thomas. <laughs> did such a good job. Anya Taylor. He, uh, he, Joy? From yeah, Queen's Gambit. He took this random character out of history and made him one of my favorite medieval characters. It's easy to have not played that character with such texture and mm-hmm. make it really someone that you enjoy. That's why I think Ben Forrester? Foster. Foster. Would would have done it well, probably in a different way, but I don't think his Douglas would have been like this. Yeah. Right? Also, I don't, like I said earlier, I don't know if I'd believe Ben Foster's accent, right? And I don't know if I'd believe his, like, the level of rage that Quicksilver got to is just, it's. Yeah. It, that, the like you said, like the bloodlust. Yep. It's more than Mel Gibson and Will, as, as William Wallace. It's justified because he, it shows him screaming. When Chris Pine says, it doesn't matter what you're fighting for, as long as you're fighting, and he is just going he's ballistic. raging. And like, he goes, he's the scariest foaming, guy Literally on the foaming at the mouth. Yeah. He just killed a shit ton of people back at the castle. And he Ooh, wants the, some more. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it for good reason. Like, after he takes back his land, he's saying, this food, this table of food right here was made for our enemies, but now it is yours. Mm-hmm. And that made me emotional. I was like, yes, finally we're getting some justice here. Yeah. Because prior to this, like the entire hour, 45 minutes, it was just uh, the prince and king killing and ravaging all these people of Scotland. Yeah. And you finally get, it's it's what this movie is. It's so good about like being, there's a lot of historical accuracy, right? Obviously they have to yeah, trim I, out I, of Especially shit compared to, to Braveheart, which by the way, Braveheart, that's Robert the Bruce's nickname. Really? Not not William Wallace's. Not William Wallace's. And, uh, I, I do know Robert the Bruce is in 
Braveheart for just like one second. They, no, he's in there for a bit, but they make him like this like traitor who's like, oh, I didn't know I was doing the wrong thing. And, and it's like, no, 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 no. That ain't how it happened. God damn it, Mel Gibson. Now I don't like Mel Gibson. He's he's ruined for me now. There, now? There, there, <laughs> I think I think what Mel Gibson wanted to do, he kind of took Blood William Wallace and mashed him together with. Robert the Bruce and another Scottish figure, Andrew Murray, who really doesn't get any credit. He was the guy who was like keeping the Scottish Revolution going, mm-hmm. Andrew Murray. And he sort of takes all of like their victories and cool things and mashes it into Braveheart William Wallace. Which oh. is a great movie. I haven't seen that since I was a child, which is not, not a movie you should show a child. No, I remember just seeing someone's yeah, like body I saw it as a child. Yeah. get obliterated. I and I was the- like, this the, is awesome. I remember seeing The Patriot as a child and being like, this is scary. The Patriot is where like a cannonball just destroys a man, Breaks right? Breaks a dude's Breaks leg. Breaks a leg right ah! off. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I just imagined, just imagined that happening. Just like a knee down. Ah, Jesus. Jeez. Imagine getting kicked in the shin by a cannonball going 600 miles an hour. I already hate getting a dead leg from an asshole. You know, like when someone comes up right behind How you and like your asshole. Not no no what by an asshole. <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking somebody sat on your leg and that I, gave you the dead. Yeah, leg. I was thinking somebody like poked your asshole and went to the left or something and then you got a dead leg. Whoa whoa whoa! whoa, whoa. How'd you find that spot? Whoa 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 whoa! Only my girlfriend knows that no spot. No one knows about that. Ah. <laughs> I'm coming. I hate you guys so much. Uh, but do you want to rate the film? I'll give it a four out of five. I'll give it a four out of five. I, I agree. Yeah, I think it was done well. Its pacing was great. Not too long. And it's a war film, and they had to shove up a lot of characters in there and a lot of story. Well, like I was saying earlier, I like the pacing. It is a slow-paced movie, but I also feel like in medieval times, everything was a little bit slower. Of course. Yeah. It's definitely one of my favorite historic like uh, you Doc- know, dramas. Drama. Docudrama. <laughs> yeah, it's docu- docudrama. My favorite part of the movie is when they would... Uh, break character and they would face the camera and they'd they'd talk about what was actually going on. <laughs> this, shit's pretty, this shit's pretty crazy, huh, guys? Did <laughs> no, you see that? It's uh, they break the fourth wall in character still. So after it I was, tell it, you, I didn't like William <laughs> in the first, but now he's here and I you got to have you got the bone to pick with him. I am just so mad that they're not submitting to me. I'm the king. <laughs> I'm the king. My daddy is dead and I'm the king now. I, the, the office style. I loved. Edward the Second, Prince of Wales, armor. Oh, his red armor, and it was like pretty bulky. His dragon armor or the his dragon king armor, armor, the like gold with the oh, chainmail. Yeah, mail. his gold. Yeah, that was that was yeah. pretty really dope. cool. Really yeah. cool. Yeah. Can you imagine though? This made me. This movie made me think about how hard you must get pierced for it to go through chainmail. Yeah. Right. It's like. Well, chainmail is not intended to stop. Poking, if I remember correctly, chainmail is intended to stop slashing. Yes. Yeah. But still, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, but the ch- but that's the whole thing is like you if the chainmail is like this, right? It's links. Mm-hmm. Pressure will make the links break. It's not intended to stop pokes and jabs. How about it's like, intended to stop slicing and getting your guts all cut out. Yeah, that's a that's yeah that's enough because if anything more than that, then you you're kind of immobile on the battlefield. Like you have to imagine fighting with that much weight already. Like I hate already moving around in jeans. I imagine the, the guy who's wearing night shining armor and chainmail and shit. The first battle that he has against somebody with a gun. <laughs> when guns first came out. Like just imagine the first night to come up on a horse with a sword and be like, let's do this. And then the guy's just like, 
This is bullshit. They'd be like, what the fuck? I marched for three days in this armor. Everyone would be like, his chest just exploded. Dude, imagine (laughs) just, yeah, marching for three days and like... You know, talking about like, yes, I'm going to take down 50 of We're them before. Fight. I'm a knight. I've done this battle 30 times before. And then doing your war cry and you see a, a, just like, a, cannonball. a bunch of arrows or a cannonball just take take down your life. So armor's not going to do anything. That does happen in the uh, Hundred Years War. Aww. That's when they start bringing in firearms. Wow. Well, hey. And you've got medieval versus cannons. Well, I was Thanks, hoping China. that uh, we would see the catapult be used. It's a, tri- it's a trebuchet. But what? The the it's, war wolf? Yeah, that's a yeah. Tribu- that's a trebuchet, not a catapult. Wait, it's a tribute to what? A trebuchet. Uh, f- pardon? It's a trebuchet. <laughs> Don't act like I'm fucking stupid. No, that's no, a word that like he's saying it right. He is no, saying no, it right. But like explain to me what like a trebuchet is, like the difference between that and a catapult. A trebuchet. Don't just say it a bunch of times. <laughs> well, I thought maybe me. you weren't understanding. <laughs> yeah, the first time was a bit when I was like, it's a tribute to what? But then you just kept on saying a trebuchet. That's why I thought you didn't know anyways. A trebuchet uh it uses like the fulcrum of spinning and launching like a like a giant slingshot, mm. and a catapult it's is just a spoon loaded and thrown it's out. It's a spoon on the edge of a table. Yes. Yeah, the trebuchet is uh, a more accurate, deadlier weapon, uh, and the warwolf was a real trebuchet. That's so cool. That took thirty carts to transport, and then that and then they built it there to to fight. See, I'm and a- he did in the movie when he said like we didn't let him. Sur- he wanted to surrender, and we told him we're not accepting your surrender. Because he wanted to use his Warwolf. I mean, it's like, it's the same reason why Truman used the nuke. I was going to say, it's like, kind of like the nuke. It's, I mean, we, we gotta, we, how are we, we going to show put, We got all this money into it. not going to use it. I mean, Oppenheimer spent days working on this thing. It's just incredible that that existed in the 1300s. That 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 kind, the calculations and the physics put behind for that to accurately hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's incredible, A lot man. of time on their hands. A lot mm-hmm. of math, a lot of math that they could do. Yeah, I guess so, man. I mean, yeah. like those are just a whole lot of wood that they had to use. Whole lot of wood. Oh. Also, and um, you know, fun fact for those of us who are still listening, um, they filmed most of this in Scotland, uh, and a lot of it in like some of the real places that they're in. The only difference is at that time Scotland was covered in forest. Yes, and now it's completely barren. So I give it a. Uh, I want to give it a, a four and a half out of five. Oh. Wow. And I think my big beef with it was, like you guys were saying, not enough. Not enough. Like this could have been. But you know what they say? I always have them asking for more. Yeah. This could have been, in my opinion, the second movie in like a trilogy. Yeah. Yes. It's, it, uh, yeah. With the same actors. Yes. Well, what we said earlier, we want the first movie to be, be uh, the relationship between King Edward and Papa Bruce, right? And Alexander the Third, yes, but we don't get any of that. He fought Vikings, and then the third movie would just be the rest of Edward with his boyfriend and his kids. Oh, so check it out. So Pierce is gone; he doesn't have his boyfriend anymore, Ugh. and he's got this new loving relationship with uh, Sophia Marceau. Sophie Marceau, remember she played uh, she played Isabella in Braveheart. Oh my God, what a great throwback! You're incredible. So picture her for. Uh, Isabella. <laughs> Sophie Marceau. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Who's Sophie Marceau? Who's oh my this? God. One of the best Bond villains. Yeah, she is. She's got like the ear that's no. eaten up and like, oh my God. Wait, if I were to see a picture of this person, would I know them? I don't think so. I hope so. so- Sophie Marceau. Oh, Marceau. Marceau. Oh, I know you. Hey, what's up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know you. Okay. All Hi, right. hello. So, he loses the battle. Uh, at one point, she does come with him into Scotland, and he has to retreat, and he doesn't save her. She gets cut off, 
And so she has to, she and her little crew have to take a boat uh-huh. to get out of town. And she's pissed. And they weren't even on a river, Christian. That's the craziest part. They were just like on a boat. On dry land. <laughs> on dry land. Move! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's she's been building up resentment. For over, a long time. For a long time. Edward gets a new favorite. Uh, Hugh Dispenser. He becomes the new, maybe there's something going on between them. Mm-hmm. And the problem with Hugh is kind of like how Pierce was like loving all the limelight and being, being you know, in the center of the room. Hugh's into that too, but he's also taking advantage politically. And so he starts giving himself a lot of land in England mm, and starts giving his, his family a lot of land. And Isabella is just watching her, you know, her land just starting to dwindle. She's like, what the fuck? Dude, Edward, your, your, your boyfriend is taking all of our shit. Yeah. Um, Edward's not having it. He loves Hugh Dispenser. The nobles are like, this is fucking bullshit. They're all, we're all mad. And it's like England's on the verge of civil war. At one point, Isabella has enough and she leaves and she goes back to France where she came from. Uh, her dad's the king. And so she's like, I'm going to France. Screw you. Um, Edward and her, they get a correspondence going and she's like, hey, like, uh, why don't you come over here? And everyone's like, I don't know about that. That's a little sketchy. And she's like, okay, fine. Send our son and he will speak on your behalf. And so that's, that's Edward's heir. Uh-huh. Um, little Edward Jr. Jr. Eddie the third. So Edward the third comes over and now she's got, she's got the son and she's also got herself a new boyfriend. <gasps> so during all this, remember Grandpa Edward, Edward the First. Yep. He conquered Wales. Yep. So this little kid named Roger, he's just like, man, fuck England. He <laughs> leaves England. He's from Wales. He leaves Wales, goes to France, and is just spent spent so much of his life just trying to like drum up support to like fight against the English. He and Isabella get together. Nice. And they nice. start having like public affairs. Like they're not even hiding it. Whoa. The Queen of England is just publicly cheating on Edward the second and they build up an army and they go and invade England yeah, and they yeah. are met with Redemption. no resistance. People are like, yeah, do it. We hate this guy. Melania. We hate your husband. <laughs> <laughs> Come on and take over. They capture the capital. They capture Edward and Roger Mortimer, her lover from Wales is he starts to like fashion himself as kind of like the king now. Mm-hmm. He supposedly has Edward II murdered. Mm. He's in prison and they they Did don't Jeffrey Epstein him? So they don't want Yes. They <sighs> So the pope is like if you guys murder the king, you guys are dead, you know, cuz we the church. So they want him <laughs> we the church. So they try to starve him, but he keeps not dying from starvation. And so <laughs> To kill him without a lot. to kill him without making it look like they murdered him, they take a horn, they chop the tip off, they shove it up his butt. What? And then they take a red hot poker and insert it into his body. That's how they. That's how Edward. Up his butt. That's how Prince of Wales Edward II dies. Up his man. A red hot poker up the butt till dead. 
because they didn't like have the to- uh, the technology to be doing autopsy like that. They'd be like, oh, they you know move the horn and everything, and it's like, okay, no no burn marks around the butthole. There's and- nothing. He just wow. it's almost like he burned from the inside. <laughs> he has like smoke and char coming out of his mouth. And- yeah, and so it's that's insane. Yeah, and you know, there's some loyalists who are like, dude, you you murdered the king. Um, but then some people are kind of like, yeah, but we didn't like him. And Hugh Dispenser, his boyfriend, he gets captured, hung, drawn, and quartered, just like Uncle Neil. Mm-hmm. You know, Damn. terrible. Damn. Um, same with Hugh's Hugh's dad and some of the other s- supporters and whatnot. Roger Mortimer, the Queen's boyfriend, yeah, who's kind of like he's starting to act like he's King of England now. They're holding tournaments. And I guess cosplay was a big deal back in the day. And they would dress up as like, like the king and queen would dress up as King Arthur and Guinevere. And Roger Mortimer starts dressing up as King Arthur. And he starts claiming that he's a descendant of King Arthur. Mm. Again, that legend comes up. Everybody thinks it is. There's a prophecy that Edward II's son will be King Arthur. So Edward III, he's king now, but he's like a kid. He's like a teenager. Okay. And Roger... His, you know, stepdad Roger and his mom are running the show. Roger's the best stepdad name. <laughs> Roger. Roger kind of like, he sticks Edward III into like a castle and he's just like, you just stay out of the way while I make things a little more secure for myself. Huh. Edward III, he's got some other like young nobles, young knights who are like on his side. They hatch a rescue and they capture Roger Mortimer and kind of capture his mom and they're like, Edward III is kind of like, all right, Roger, you're out. You're getting executed. Damn. He gets hung, drawn, and quartered. Damn. Classic. Well, can't they just like do something else? And Isabella Kill is- Kill him with kindness. Yeah. Isabella is kind of like put into retirement as the queen mother. Mm-hmm. They put her in a very nice castle. She gets plenty of great stuff. She's at, she's at Mar-a-Lago, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and Edward III then goes on to be, in my opinion- the best medieval king of England. How so? He's he um so the king of France dies and instead of making the next like you know by primogenitor the eldest of the eldest of the eldest instead of making that person king he makes his uh nephew king. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a cousin that becomes king and stuff. And Isabella is like, "Yo, um I was the son of the, I was the daughter of the king and my son should have a claim." Edward the Third, and so Edward's like, "Yo, France should be mine, guys." Yeah. And so there's then there's a battle and stuff, and the Hundred Year War begins. Edward wow. assembles all these new knights and stuff, and it's kind of like he's building his own Camelot and, and uh, Round Table. Nice. There's all sorts of awesome stories and legends about the different battles, and his son uh, Edward, the Black Prince Edward, mm-hmm. another cool nickname. He becomes like Edward the Fourth at this point, right? Well. Unfortunately, he never becomes king. Ah. Yeah, but we'll save that for another time. Okay. <laughs> he does make an appearance in A Knight's Tale. Nice. Oh. You remember in A Knight's Tale when there's like that that royal that nobody will joust? Yeah. That's the one with Heath Ledger, right? Yes. Yeah. But then Heath Ledger's like, I'll joust him. I'll joust him, might. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's the Black Prince. <laughs> what? So that's Edward III's son. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's All like, these people just span throughout so many movies. It's so connected. It's a it's a multiverse. It's the biggest uh, cinematic uh, universe. I've been trying to convince my brother-in-law to start a podcast where we just review movies in historic order. 
like starting with like caveman movies uh-huh. and like work 10,000 BC and yeah and work our way up to like modern time you do Cleopatra and then you do modern times with Charlie and Chaplin go into the future yes space odyssey 2001 <laughs> and it works out like that yeah, 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 yeah. we'll finally get to 2001 yeah uh, i robot and then yeah and then My bicentennial is, men the list is huge though so it's huge oh, it'll take uh, forever so it'll take forever to get it's there it's every movie ever made well that's beautiful though because you'll <laughs> all you'll have Oh, unlimited content. Yeah, forever. Yeah, um, but so I think my my opinion is that Edward the Third was the reincarnation of King Arthur oh. because he basically, you like you said, made his own Camelot mm-hmm. and had a good reign as opposed to his predecessor. He was a for loved the king. Time. Beautiful, beloved King Edward the Third. And on Robert the Bruce, his mm. side, he kicks the shit out of all the English that are still hanging around, frees up all the castles. Um, everybody loves Robert the Bruce. He's totally awesome. He gets old. He starts having a hard time moving around. And so he gets a little castle on the side of a lake with like a little bit of like a fishing pond and stuff. And he basically goes into retirement. Wow. And he eventually dies. His son, David becomes King. And his last wish is that his heart be carried off into the crusades. And so James Douglas the old vet mm-hmm. puts his heart into a box, chains it around his neck, and carries it out to the Crusades. Wow. Wow. And his heart right now is staying in Westminster Abbey in London. <laughs> Actually, they, they didn't get all the way down to the Middle East. They got as far as Spain, and during a battle, James was about to die, and so he took the heart and he swung it in the direction of the, you know, the Holy Land. <laughs> That's Don't. close enough. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. We got it. The like in the middle of Madrid. Yeah. This is close enough to Jerusalem. Dude, what? So he his wishes were actually honored as opposed to King Edward's. We were just like, okay, yeah. we'll bury him. And it's like, where are those movies? Right? Right. There's so much content there. Yeah. Someone just hand this you. This is why I think it should be like a Game of Thrones-esque series. Yeah. You just have to convince a boardroom of producers and yes. directors and No writers. dragons. Oh, they'll be like, no. Easy. Dra- <laughs> yeah. You're going to save out. a lot of money. I'm out. I'm out. Plenty of sex. I'm back I'm in. Back I'm in. back in. Yeah. With dudes. I'm back in again. Jesus Christ. I never left. Man. That was good. Dude, thank you for the in the scope of that universe, for providing us all that context. That Have fun editing that down. <laughs> yeah. Is there going to be a test after this? Because I feel like I'll get a higher grade than Christian. The test. Of is, course you will. I mean, do like you, my history's do bad. Do you want more? Because I do. I want. That was my problem. <laughs> no, that, that's the test. That was my problem. They <laughs> more. They need more. Uh, this had like it could be a trilogy. Could be a series. Would you yeah. consider be something? The first part of the trilogy, Braveheart. I. You know, when I try to when I tell people about Outlaw King, I say like it's so, sort of like an unofficial sequel to Braveheart. For sure. Ah, that's a good way to put it. You should have told me that. Then we I would have watched Braveheart first. Then we need to see In Law Queen. That's the next one. In law queen, <laughs> this one's a comedy. <laughs> yeah, um, if I can oh, throw some like some one. book recommendations, <laughs> yes, yes, I would love to recommend uh, the Demon's Brood: A History of the Plantagenet Dynasty. Nice, uh, great book. It starts with Henry the Second, goes to uh, Richard the Third, um, and gives uh, you know great historical context and um, also funny little bits. If I could read a, a quick little tiny thing. Um, <laughs> This is the uh, same gesture. So this is like the this is like the last couple of sentences about Richard the First, the Lionheart. Uh huh. And then I'll read the first sentence of King John. 
Okay. So it's uh, the name Lionheart was justified. Richard had become a folk hero for all Western Europe and a demon in Arab legend. The English never forgot him. He really does deserve that statue in Westminster. Wow. Okay. The next chapter about John. John is arguably the worst king in the, our entire history. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Turned around real fast. <laughs> the demon brood. So good. Um, <laughs> also, Robert the Bruce, King of Scots. Another great one. Great history him. book about Robert the Bruce. If you want more details on that. Is the third film of this franchise the last king of Scotland with uh, <laughs> Forrest Whitaker? Forrest Whitaker, <laughs> descendant of Robert the Bruce. Can you see it? I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's Somewhere the last there. king of Scotland. Somewhere there. Just kidding. That's about Edie, I mean. And then one more recommendation is A Kingdom's Cost by J.R. Tomlin. It is a historical fiction trilogy, I believe, uh, about James Douglas. Mm. It starts from him as a teenager and goes through him joining Robert the Bruce and becoming the Black Douglas. I loved the way he joined their party. Yeah. He like took his sword out. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you going to do with that? And it was just like, I would like to join you. And it was like an RPG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you attack this person? Oh, okay. This this guy's cool, I guess. Yeah. He yeah. comes with Let high. him join. <laughs> so yeah, there's a whole like series of books about James Douglas. I mean, he seemed like such an important character. I was like, I wonder who he is like, mm-hmm. in the scope of history. So it's cool that he had all this uh, badassness to him mm-hmm. because that's really how Aaron Taylor Johnson had depicted it. Dude. A well, kingdom's cost. That's my recommendation. Kingdom's cost. Guys. Girls, Congratulations! You did it. We reviewed the entire history of Scotland and England, and uh, oh my god, yeah, Britain in like an hour and a half. This is the this from is ancient a, Rome, yeah, a, all the way back. A brief history of Scotland, mm-hmm. and we even did a special shout out to Forrest Whitaker in the last, uh, the last King of Scotland, Idi Amin. Boom, which I've never seen. It's uh, really sad. Okay, I imagine. Yeah, uh, but we we covered it all, dude. You're a fucking professor. You came here with sources. And with all the justification to back it up, which is something that I could never do. I just appreciate you guys not going like, Greg, this is, we'll cut this. This is so boring. Stop. Nope. <laughs> hey, hey, wait, that's like a lot of history and I'm too stupid to comprehend it. No, but the, I was able to comprehend all of that. You articulated it very well. Thank you. Thank if you, you didn't so- make analogies to the Trump um, presidency, I wouldn't have understood it, but I'm glad you did. It's like, um... I'd like to say that Robert the Bruce was kind of like Rob Stark if he didn't get murdered at the wedding. Spoilers. Did you not watch Game of Thrones? No, I've only watched the first season. Oops. Well, you didn't go for... I mean, no, that's at that point, that's not that much of a spoiler. No, I'm sorry. You're probably going to forget that sentence anyway, but by, by the time you finish the series, if you do... I'll probably forget that sentence by the time I get home. You're going to be like, Rob Stark is my new favorite character. Wow. He'll live forever. Pretty sure he meant Tony Stark. So Jon Snow. Weird. Okay, I'm glad that you know that character. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to wrap Amelia it up. Amelia Clark. Greg, is there anything that you want to leave behind for the baddies? Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, yo, just be good. Just be a good person. Be just a good person. Quit being an asshole. There you go. And that was... <laughs> we, we'll zoom in during that part. And <laughs> <laughs> you hey, did it beautifully. Oh, wait, I got one more. What? Greg Reisner, son of Donald Reisner, son of Edward Reisner, son of Krista McDonald, Daughter of John McDonald of Clan Renald, Scotland. That's fucking dope. I can only do like do that maybe three times. I'm Alejandro, son of Alfred, son of Thomas, son of Willie, I believe. I believe. Son of, I don't know if we had the knowledge of writing at that time. Christian, son of Carlo, son of Carlos. Wait. 
Son yeah. of Carlosa. It just gets it. a little bit longer and longer. <laughs> Carlosita. Oh, I forgot about Grandpa William. He was also in there too. Shout out Grandpa William. Hey, this one's for Grandpa William. Grandpa Bill, born in 1900, died in 2000, lived 100 years. A hundred years? He wins the human life. He, win, he wins life. Or sorry, 1901, 2001. Oh, then I take it back. He Three doesn't win digits. the award. Still, a hundred years. Yeah, he doesn't no, get the so award. So every year, the last digit, or the last two digits, that was his age. So in 1945, Whoa. he was 45. That's so cool. He missed all the wars. Lucky guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, baddies. We'll see you guys next time. Greg, thank you for joining us. Guys, thank you for having me. Love guys, you. Thank you for having him. All right, and we'll see you next time. Everyone say Florence Puke. Florence Puke. What's up, baddies? Have you ever wondered where that neon light came from that's on their wall? Well, good thing I'm here, because I'm going to tell you today. Hi, y'all. Christian Baltazar from ICBTB. And ICBTB has recently partnered with Bright Light Tribe. So if you guys want your own customized neon light like Alan does, right, man? Most definitely. You guys can go to brightlighttribe.com. Use promo code ICBTB at checkout to get $25 off your next purchase. Do it. No, 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 no. That was terrible. <laughs> I ruined it. No, you didn't.